Well, welcome back to episode two, where we're going to be talking about friends, real friends, the do's and the don'ts, the good, the bad, the ugly, and what it looks like to just be a good friend. Uh, thank you guys for joining the journey together. As always, uh, we have thejourneytogether.com and uh, the journey together on YouTube. So yes. for those watching, we're glad y'all are watching us. Yeah, so um, we love friends. This is one of our favorite topics. We, we do. I, why, why is this so valuable right now to us? Because I believe we all desire to have healthy friendships with people that we enjoy being around and that those friendships bring value to our lives, right? That also yeah. we bring value to their lives. Yeah. For us, this is something that we determined um, that we needed to pray for and pray out. And as we get older, that we wanted to have lasting friendships that went through each stage of our life. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's layers of friends. There's not, not intentionally, and it's not as if um, I've chosen it that way, but there's just, there's a level of friends. I've got friends at church that I love and they check on me. I check on them. I've got those types of friends. I've got got the best friend that is doing the same thing I'm doing in life. Um, he too has four children, which is hilarious. And it's like we just met all of these people with four kids. Know, when you have four kids, crazy. you draw four kid people <laughs> to you. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, there's all of those dynamics of friendships. And I really love good, solid friends. Those guys that you're just like, man, I could do anything with. I was. We were. We were just deleting all these photos off of our phones, and there's this beautiful picture of me at Horseshoe Bend in uh, Page, Arizona, and I'm peeking over the edge. My head is sticking over this ginormous drop, and laying beside me is one of my great, good, best hiking buddies, Joe. So Joe and I are, you know, belly down, face over this cliff, looking. And I remember both of us were like, this is crazy. And it was it's just one of those wonderful moments that you have with your friends that just means the world. And God did not create us to do life alone. No. Uh, often we can get burned by having a friendship that went sour. Uh, and you think, I'm just better off alone. You know, you get into this, <laughs> right. this thought process that I'm going to set boundaries with everyone. And you don't want to open your heart to have that friendship because it can be challenging. Yeah. Because that is something we're going to talk about today. In order to have close friends, there is a, a place of opening your heart up to receive them as a friend. Uh, but for Joshua and I, with friendships, this, this truly is something we have prayed for. And for you listening with us, maybe that's the position you're in right now, where you're like, gosh, I do need some godly, just Christ-centered good friends. I need someone in my inner circle. We prayed, I had prayed specifically, I won't put you into this, I had prayed specifically for a best friend that understood where I was at in life, that yeah. I could pray with, that I could be myself with. I am a big personality at times. I'm pretty black and white in life, very blunt. Uh, I love to have fun. I'm adventurous. And I love those things about me. I'm thankful for who I am and what God created me to be. But I want to be friends with someone that also loves that about me. Right. <laughs> you know, you be that you. I wanted to be me. Yeah. Uh, this really started for me in high school. I was 14. 
And I needed a godly friend at the public school I was at. Yeah. So I went to my mom. I said, Mom, all my friends, they are doing things that I'm not going to do. And I need a godly friend. She goes, we're going to pray and God's going to send you a friend. And God sent me uh, my friend Beth. And she was she was awesome. Her parents, they were also strict. And it was a godly household. But what was cool about it is, y'all know this scripture, Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. I love that word countenance because we are here to come together and to, uh, to truly help each other grow and point one another to Christ and that it, that it's good. Yeah. 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 We were, um, just recently I was with, my my best friend and uh, we were in Ohio and we were in this house and we have another really close friend that was there with us and it was so funny um it was an old old home built in the 1800s and i knew we were sitting it was like midnight at night and we're all just sitting there just being silly and stupid and then i see these hinges in the floor and i see this rug kind of covering the hinges and i thought there's there's a trap door there's a door to a treasure trove of something. And I, I remember popping up and I, I moved this cabinet out of the way. I scooted this rug out of the way and I opened up the door and I immediately looked at those two friends. And the one friend who I'm, I'm acquainted with and we're close, he just kind of gave me that sh- like a shake of the head of like, what are you doing? And my, my best friend goes, that's Josh. And the door, I opened up the door and I was like, I'm going in. And I started like going down into the floor, into this cellar. And right behind me was my best friend. Like, going, like immediately, he's in that room with us or with me. And I'm just laughing inside. I'm thinking that's what that's what friends do. Like, yeah, they it, celebrate life with you. Yeah, he may yeah. not be the one looking right. for the hinges in the floor, but it's like, all right, I'll go down there with you. <laughs> like, so right behind me was him. Friends so. do life with you. Right. So I, they don't judge. They didn't make fun of me. They're like, that's who he is. Isn't it nice to be with people that don't make fun of you? Yeah. Let's just talk about that for a second. Right. Because we're going to talk today. We're going to get real of do's and don'ts of being a real friend. And it is challenging to be friends with someone that that they just... I, sarcasm is one thing where you're having fun together. I'm not talking about that. Yeah. I'm talking about where they pick you apart. This is this is what we mean. Or maybe you're the one that you need to wake up because you're picking people apart. I mean, yeah. this we want some evaluation here, self-examination through this podcast. Uh, that's really where we're trying to go with this of, am I a good friend? Am I a godly friend? Am I a real friend? What am I doing? What should I I do better? What should I stop doing? What does this look like? And when I began to pray a few years ago for God to just really give me a best friend in ministry and that had my heart and I had their heart, uh, the Lord sent me to two different women. They were both preacher's kids. We had a lot of things in common, a lot of things that are different. Okay, one refuses to hike with me or camp in any, you know, which is fantastic. That's fine. Hilarious. The other looks like a beauty queen, but she does hike and camps with us and doesn't care to get dirty. Um, and her nails are as long as the panthers in the woods. That, that's true. Uh, but what's cool is when I got these two women together and we all three were together and they didn't know one another, how all of our friendships could just come and have fun and be beautiful and glorify God. And uh, and it just made me so happy. Yeah. 
Um, and so you can be you. I could be me, and they could be them, and uh, that's what we're looking for here. So a part of today's podcast, we are in agreement with you for you to have godly friends and yeah. that God's going to open your heart and show you some things for your friendships to grow. Yeah, there's going to be some areas that you're going to need to work on personally, and then there's just going to be things you need to be looking for in a good friend, the value of sewing in. You know, we've heard this statement over and over and over again about there is no talent. There is no, there's no uh, special qualifications. There's this idea that the critical, being critical, it's like everyone can be critical, but just accepting people for who they are, loving them for who they are, there's no, I mean, it's tiring to always be finding people's faults. It's always tiring. It is. Yeah. Like, I know the faults of my friends, but I don't care anymore. I mean, I don't care. It's like... I just, all right, that's just who they are, and and we love them for it in the same way that even with our own relationship with life, of, of being husband and wife ourselves, it's, I mean, we know each other's faults. We accept our inherent differences. Exactly. And we choose to celebrate one another yeah. uh, in the middle of all of that. Okay, so what is one thing that you have looked for in a real friend. I feel like I know what this first thing's going to be, oh, but man. I want you to say I, it. I feel like I'm on the spot because I don't know what you I know, are expecting. I know, I know what you're, I know what, I, I want to just wiggle my fingers and it go into your brain. Well, I, okay. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm looking for someone who's just, it's lightheartedness, the fun of life, just enjoy life. Like that's what I'm always looking for. If someone to be like the adventurer of like, let's go do this, something new, let's go. Like, not not a, a stick in the mud. Right. You want someone that okay, a person that when it's time to pick a restaurant, they don't give you thirty restaurants they can't go to. Yeah, tell me what you want. Rather than standing on the problem, yeah, we present let's the solution. Present the solution. You enjoy yeah. being friends with someone that is willing to say, "Hey, you know what? That's great. Let's go do this." Rather yeah. than always butting up against you like a goat. Yeah, no, it's no, it's not enjoyable to have someone who's like, no, I don't like that. No, I don't want to do that. No, I don't like that. And you're like, what? Like, what do you like then? Just say that. Tell me what you do like. I think that goes back to what I was saying earlier. Stop being so critical. Yeah. I mean, so critical. Or hard. You're just hard to be around. Like, tell me your favorite three restaurants. If it's Taco Bell, Zaxby's, and then like a steak restaurant, all right, then let's go. Let's, let's go one it. of those. Yeah. Let's go to Taco Bell. I'll go. I'll go anywhere. I don't even care. I'll find some. That was one thing with our own children. It was like, stop complaining about food. That's true. You'll okay. find something. This right. is what I thought you were going to say because this is huge oh, for okay. us. Okay, it might be still. I've just got so many things I look forward to in a friend. We want to be friends with someone that ask questions. Oh yes, that, well, that's I a really, given. That's number one. So that's like, our number one. The do's and the don'ts. Here we go. The do's. So let's just go right into it then. Yeah. The do's. What you do need to be as a friend. As so, a real friend. So as we know in Matthew chapter 7, it tells us that, you know, before finding fault in someone else, basically what you believe to be the splinter in someone else's eye, pull out the plank that's in your eye. So for me personally, it's self-examination. Am I a good friend? Am I asking good friend questions of how's your day? How's your life? How's your significant other doing? How's your friendships? How's work? How's your mom and dad? Ask them by name, like how's Susan and, and you know Bill doing? And asking those types of questions are so important because you're you're showing that individual value that you literally are checking up on it. And honestly, you know, I learned this a long time ago. 
of like prayer. If you're really praying for somebody, there's a prayer list that you have. You know, there's a checklist. You should be anticipating and expecting your prayers to be answered so that you can resolve them off of your prayer list and be like, done, check. God took care of that. So as you begin to ask somebody about, you know, if they're believing for a new job and they're your friend, you're going to pray until their new job arrives. So then it's like, as you're asking that, that that friendship you have, they're going, wow, you're, you're asking about this. You want to see a result of it. So we can say asking questions uh, as far as the do's is showing that you really care. And then that care leads to prayer. Uh, just two weeks ago, I was talking to uh, one of my best friends, Sheila, and she goes, okay, we're going to pray right now. And she just began to pray over the phone with me about the situation. And then we glorified God together. She's in Tennessee. I'm in North Carolina. It didn't matter. I was so thankful right. that she asked me what was going on in my life. Then she cared enough to pray about the situation. And this is where you've got to love your friend as Christ loves you, <laughs> right? Yeah. That this only comes through the love of Jesus Christ, that he was full of compassion and he truly cared about people. It's not having that selfish ambition when it comes to friendship, where it's all about you, it's all about what you want to do and about your life. Uh, I do not want to be that kind of friend. And we have open conversations about this and we'll even check ourselves. Hey, what kind of friend are we being to our friends? Yeah. It's nice to have that accountability in our marriage with one another to make sure that, you know, we are being a good friend. Yeah, you know, it's always interesting. There's always seasons of like, man, you're going up and down of, of life and, and you could be, you know, problem. To be the friend that always has the prom the problem is a concern. I mean, there's a no it's like, come on. Like let's right. there are hard seek times joy. Yeah. And it's like this notion, a catastrophe is always, every time you see that person, you're like, oh gosh. Like, it's just another conversation about all of their problems. And you're like, uh, and you'll give them what you believe to be good, godly advice, but yeah, they don't even take it. Yeah. And then you're like, man, I, they're not even listening. What's the point of this conversation at this point? So that's what I say, self-evaluation. Are you that individual? Like let, let's, um, even though I just gave you the example of judging your friend who always has the problem, but stop and ask yourself: Am I the one who always has the problems? Am I the one that's always bringing it to the table? So, so give me another do then. So, what's for you? What is a valuable do in a friend? I uh, that friendship that that person is uh, they celebrate me. They're they're we like to say this in our marriage, but they're my biggest fan, and yeah. I'm their biggest fan. Yeah. Uh, I was able to minister at a women's conference this past year where both of my best friends and my mom, who I put in that best friend group, I'm very thankful, they were all there, second row, and supporting me in prayer. We, I mean, it was the, I was so thankful to minister there, but to have my best friends they're praying and praising God, and I look down, and they're just like almost cheering like, yeah, you're going to preach awesome. It was the best feeling ever that I had women that celebrated me. Yeah. We need to celebrate one another. And there's enough comparison and jealousy in this world. I don't need to add to it in my friendships. Uh, and the enemy, Satan, really tries to creep in and cause yeah. contention in friendships due to comparison or jealousy. Uh, and it's, man, you got to watch it. 
I want you, I want to celebrate them and I want them to celebrate me. That's yeah. a do for me. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, my, my friendships, I love that there's that, you know, that look across the room of like, you're both thinking the same thing type of look, like, you know, each other so well. So one of the, one of my favorite things about my close friend is just the ability to hang up the phone and not, and not, and not even have a reason, just be like, Hey, I gotta go. I'm at this person's house. Boom. And just hang up. Like we can hang up on each other and not have like this big thing. Cause we know we're probably going to talk in the next hour or two again, or the next day. But it's like just understood. We we'll talk again. Just we got to hang up right now because we got something going on. Hey, my wife's calling. I got to hang up. Boom, and you know, you go. So I love that freedom of they've got my back. They are my biggest fan. And and when we hang up, there's it's not weird. It's not. You don't have a thought of the what if. Yeah, what are they saying? What are right. they thinking? Yeah. Or whatever. I just hang I up. And say hey, I got to go by, and we just hang up. So it's it's that's a great feeling. To have a good friendship like that. Okay, let's talk about that for a second, because some people think that just comes automatic. No. No. Nurture. This, yes, you have got to nurture and invest in your friendships. And at the beginning of the podcast, I talked about you're going to have to open your heart. And the two women that God brought in my life uh, for me to have this type of friendship with, all three of us have said we had to make a, a conscious effort and a decision to open our hearts to this friendship. Yeah and to be willing to invest in it. Uh, and it's not always easy. You've got to ask for God's help. Yeah. If you're believing God for this, you're going to have to say, Lord, help me. I'm dealing with some insecurity, past hurts. Lord, heal the past hurt from a disappointing friendships, and, uh, and, and help me to open my heart to this new friendship and to trust this person. Uh, that, that prayer helped me in developing these friendships to release the thought of, Oh gosh, I wonder if they actually like me. Yeah. Am I too much? Am I getting on their nerves? Do they, you know, whatever those thoughts that run through your head. Yeah. That try to keep your friendships at a stagnant place. Right. Yeah, you know, you're going to have difficult conversations with your friends. And I you know, I want my friends to challenge me. I want them to be real. I want you I want I want them to look at me and say, "I know it's going to be hurtful, but because pride and just the the view of you of what you have as yourself you, you know you, you're always a little disrupted when someone says hey you're a little selfish right now or hey what you just said wasn't kind or those are those are hard to swallow but when you have an invested nurtured relationship that they look at you and go hey you're being a real kind of a jerk right now and you're saying things that aren't very nice or whatever i can receive it from them because they're not willing uh, to quit me, like it's this is life. Right, they have your heart. They love you. You know that they love you. Yeah, I mean, a few weeks ago, I had to have a hard conversation with a friend, and I and I had to tell them something that they needed to hear, and I know it hurt them, and I I gave them space, and I and it was a day later that I texted and said, hey, you can't be mad at me because you can't quit me. You and I are together for life, and they said, yeah, it, it hurt what you had to say, but you're right, and we're stuck together for life. And knowing that was so comforting on my side because that was an indicator of our friendship, that we have each other's back, that we will always be there for one another. Okay, so that's my next do. True friends believe the best. Yep. Uh, that means, that goes back to the critical nature of just where we're at in life. A true friend will come in and believe the best in you. And this 
this goes back to the love of Christ. If we really, you know, get back to the the foundation, the love of God believes the best. Right. And I, in my marriage, want to believe the best in you. I want to believe the best in others, period. I have to remind myself of this. God's love believes the best. So Lord, help me to believe the best in them. If I'm in a, a challenging situation with people, maybe not this, my inner, like close circle of my best friends, but in these layers of friendships, Lord, help me to believe the best in uh, the friends and the people that I've surrounded myself with. Yeah. And that you don't always have a conspiracy theory about what's going on with people <laughs> around you. Uh, a part of believing the best, Joshua and I have determined, because we're married, no longer two but one, mm-hmm. that our friends will also celebrate our spouse. I am not going to be friends with someone that tears my spouse down, right. that does not believe the best in him. Because uh, we have accountability partners in these friendships for our marriage, and that person needs to care and support my husband equally as much as they care and support for me. Also, in these friendships, I don't have—let's uh, talk about marriage friendships for a second, a little, little side trail. I don't have a guy best friend, guys. No. Period. No. He doesn't have a, a girl that's his best friend. That, and some of you all, this might be challenging— we are not opening the door for opposite sex friendships that could cause any type of chaos or confusion in our marriage. That is a boundary that we have set. Correct. And I'm thankful for it. Not that we don't have friends. I'm talking about like close, this is who you confide in yeah. and what that looks like. We have set strong, firm, just solid boundaries to keep um, to keep our marriage yeah, and, intact. This, and this may sound a little cliche in a, in a way, but I mean, I, we, I mean it to the full extent. I would say my best friends look at you like a sister in Christ. Meaning, I say the in Christ because that's what's important, that I really do believe they look at you like a sister, but yeah. that it's a in Christ relationship to realize the holiness behind it and the significance of that meaning. Because you know, my friends, they love being silly with you. They love having just that hilarious joking back and forth. And 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 then at the same time, they've got your back and they they defend you. And I'm, I'm not, not in a way that I'm like, man, I can't stand my wife right now. And, she, and they're like, don't talk that way. No, they've never, it's never been that kind of scenario. What I mean is like, they've got your back being that they too are your biggest fan. How's Anna doing? What's Anna going to do? What's how, how's this happen? You know, whatever. And so they're asking because they are your biggest fan as well, and I love it. And they're constantly asking me on the personal level of how are we doing, and they'll ask the difficult questions, whether it be intimacy of like how intimate are you guys? Is it often? Is it is it something that's healthy? How often do you guys fight? Is it over the top? Is it too much? And um, getting along with one another. It means all those types of questions they can ask. And and they know your personality so that when I am explaining a, an issue or a problem that we may be going through, they know you well enough to consider your emotions and your feelings involved in the problem. And that, again, a nurtured relationship that has taken years to develop. But when you have it, man, is it is it it's worth fighting for, holding on to, and all those yeah. good things. When you choose your friends wisely for a believer, then these friendships will strengthen our faith during unloving times. 
will strengthen your faith during challenging seasons. Yeah. Friendships will lift you up. You look uh, at Jonathan and David in the Word of God, and I put some things down here of uh, Jonathan and David. They were bound together, of course, in a covenant and a close friendship, um, but Jonathan gave David his own fighting gear, okay? He made a covenant that bound them together as friends that would support each other no matter what. Yeah. And we need that today, that we truly come alongside our friends and say, I'm going to support their, you, and I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to lift you up in prayer, and I'm going to encourage you, and I'm going to speak life, uh, God's abundant life into your life, and um, I'm going to bring you dinner, right? I'm going to cut <laughs> your grass. I mean, it's not just that. It's extra things, of course, that make a difference. Yeah. Uh, our oldest son had his first breakup and Sheila Venmoed him some money to go get ice cream and said, this is breakup money. You know how nice that was? That was lovely that she did that. It really blessed me. Um, this is what it looks like to just be there for each other. And, yeah. uh, and it makes a difference. I recognized, uh, I want to talk about kind of a, a hindrance whenever you're going through something tough with friends. Um, two year, a year and a half ago, your mom passed away from COVID. And the following year, that year after that, was a really tough year for me emotionally. And we had a lot on our plates that we were dealing with. I realized I did not have the energy to pour into five friends. You know, I was taking care of our family. I was taking care of my father-in-law. He comes to our house almost every night for dinner. And I had to set some boundaries in order to be a healthy friend. Um, I was very honest with someone I'm close to. And I said, hey, I've not been a great friend this year. It's nothing personal. I just didn't have the energy and the extra to pour into it. And I apologized. I said, I'm sorry. And she goes, no. She goes, it was a hard year for me. She equally was going through something tough. And I remember thinking, I wish I would have told her this sooner, just earlier. So if you recognize you're in that place where you're thinking, I don't even know if I have the energy to pour into one person right now because of what I'm going through, get real honest with God, with yourself, with the people around you, and um, and just ask God for help. Yeah. And realize it's just a season, and you're going to move through it. So I, you know, there are moments that we do have to set healthy boundaries, where you recognize, and even being a, a real friend and being a good friend, that you can't be spread so thin that you don't feel like you have much to give when life is hard. Yeah, God, men and women are a little different. Men can have long breaks of of not talking to one another, and yeah, you may have the one friend you talk to more often than the others, but um. Men typically will, you know, go months. Like I was just mentioning Joe. Joe and I barely talk throughout the year, but then when we get together to go on a hike, um, then we're then we're talking. It's like we've never you know, have left each other's side type of a deal. Um, so that it, it's men are, you know, expectations are a little different. Just keep that in mind. I mean, I'm just throwing that in. There's like a little rabbit trail here, just a little nugget. But I want to make sure, though, that expectations are set that are healthy, normal, real. Um, some people want more from a friendship. So treat it just like you would any relationship of don't be so clingy so fast. Work on a level where it's, it's, it's congruent with one another of 
expect expectations, time spent with one another and all that kind of stuff and value when you get together what you're doing by, you know, ex, um, plan, you know, planning these things. Like in my brain, it's like plan eat time together with one another and, and, you know, maybe it might be an adventure. Maybe it might just be coffee, maybe whatever, but value those moments and continue to just nurture that. Right. Make the most out of it. Yeah. I, I, I do know people who are super lonely and, and you're looking for a friend and we're speaking to you right now. Take that time to be prayerful of what you're looking for in a friend, get, presenting it to the Lord and, and, and then put that, like put that out there be searching, be looking. Um, I know there's so many different ways to make friends nowadays, which is overwhelming. And it could be you're joining a small group at church, yep. that you're serving in your local church. We're, I mean, we're going to push that because that's a great place to make friends. Uh, for us as pastors, we've gone to different conferences, youth camps, we've you know different places where we go, oh, I think we could be friends with them. Then we start to just check it out and develop that friendship. Uh, but you're going to have to put yourself out there yeah. in order to meet those people. Yeah. And that can be challenging if you are introverted or if it's not your thing, but it's worth the step of faith. God knows who you are and he loves who you are. Yeah. So he will help you uh in your own personality take you further and take you that next step in order for you to meet uh, those next friends. Right. I mean, that's just how that's how good he is. He's such a good God. Yeah. Um, he wants us to be put together with with people that are like minded, uh, that have you know like minded faith that can encourage us and be there. So apart, you know, those were our do's. Of course, I think we said quite a few don'ts of not being critical. Right. That it's not all about us. That we're not hard to work with or be around. Right. Don't set up false expectations that would, you know, obviously disappoint you. Correct. Yeah, you got to be so careful. I mean, we have friends who are like, man, I thought we were going to be really close. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, th I think we still could be close. There's no reason not to be. But the, we have four we children. Have four children. We have four children. And we they're have, first we have before our, you. We have our jobs, which would be us for me and you, which would be church and ministry. There's a demand upon our life in being pastors with uh, relationships. There's friends that we have in the church that we wish that we could do more with. And we say it all the time. I mean, and there's there's other minister friends that we love, and I believe that they know we have their hearts. We we believe that they have our hearts. Um, I mean, we fell, there's a couple that we love, um, Rob and Julia, uh, Kenneth and Lynette, and all of these types of friends that we have. We don't. We just unfortunately don't get to spend enough time with them. But when we do, yes, we it's love next it. level valuable. Yeah, and we make the most of it. Yeah. And we don't look at what we don't have. Right. We celebrate what we do have. Correct. That's a huge part of this. Uh, there's a set of scripture that I want to read as we start to wrap this up in Philippians chapter 2. And this sums it up for me of what it looks like to really be a real friend, a godly friend. Um, and it, maybe maybe you're someone that needs to write these things down and think, oh, you know what, God, what am I believing for? One of the things that we did write down <laughs> was we want to... We wanna, do life with these people that when we're 70 years old, that we have friends that we're sitting in our lawn chairs, drinking coffee. Oh, I can't wait. Shooting the breeze with. Until those stages of life when you're like, all right, both all both couples here, all of our friends, the kids are somewhere, they're doing their thing, and then we're all renting a giant home together and, and doing something cool. 
Like I look forward to that moment. I like, do too. I see the future like that because I because of the the investment of our friends that we have now. All right, Philippians two. Here we go. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for your own interest, but also the interest of others. That is the type of friend that I want to be, and that is the type of friend that I'm looking for. And I might not be perfect in the beginning, but I'm so thankful because of Jesus. This is He helps me to grow, and the Holy Spirit reminds me when I'm not being a good friend and how to correct these things. Uh, you know, I, I hate to not talk about... Um, if you have a friend who's not a good friend, um, I feel like that we need to touch on that at least for a blip, because I'm sure there are many of you listening right now and you're like, wait, this does not sound like the people that I'm hanging out with right now, right now. And if you are hanging around people that are tearing you down, that are not celebrating you, that you always, you feel like you've got to put on a show to be their friend. Uh, my prayer is that this is your wake up call to recognize one, pray for them, but set healthy boundaries uh, where, set some distance. Where you begin to go before the Lord and say, God, I thank you that you're going to bring in friends that can come alongside and do life with me, that will bring glory to your name, and that, God, it'll be for my good and for yeah. their good as well. Yeah. Yeah, you know, real quickly from my end of this, um, I want to say that when when I'm around my friends, we it's, there's another level of comfort yeah. Like I, fe I feel the comfort, I know the comfort, and that's what you should be looking for. You should be looking for that comfort that even if there is something silly said to you that you're just like, oh my gosh. And, and you maybe you're sensitive. I'm a sensitive individual. So sometimes when people say something, I'm always like, what do they mean by that? Why did they say that like that? You know, and I, I'll process it. But with my friends, I don't really think twice about it. Um, and, and so that's comforting to know that I'm with these friends. It's like I am, I'm just able to be me. They are able to be them. And it's so beautiful. But as you're looking for these friends, be careful. Right now, the world we live in, there's so many polarizing um, beliefs right now of, do you believe this? Then, and, and it's like, you can't even be friends with these individuals. Um, that's, it's hard. I, I can't give you a great um, answer to it, um, but I can tell you that work through some of the polarizing subjects that are at hand right now. Begin to peel back those layers and to find people at the heart of who they are and pray that they are just, the only focus they really truly have is just God. Yeah. God is it. And when someone is just running after the presence of God, and you can be with that person, it's like, it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful picture. So make that happen. Like, find those people. Let go of the fact of the polarizing topics right now and just find these people. And be careful. Beware of social media. Beware of, of text messaging. Um, my friends, we, our text messages are dumb. And they're not in any way, in no hard topics on text messaging. It's phone conversations. Yes. Do not send a friend a message on Facebook Messenger or DM them on Instagram to have some long life discussion. 
call that person up, FaceTime them, fa- meet with meet them for coffee. This is called just making wise decisions of having open, honest, and direct communication with your friends to grow that friendship. And and it's valuable. It's beautiful. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, because, yeah, real friends don't talk on Facebook alone. <laughs> like, real friends don't talk on Instagram only. Like, you really have to have face-to-face phone conversations. Because if you, if you treat it, text messages are so cryptic. And then you don't even know like the the feelings and the emotions behind it. So then you get all caught up of like, what do they mean by this? And did they do that? And oh, and I use exclamation points for everything. Well, yeah, I'm that person. Me too. I'm that same. Yeah. So I, so I'm yelling everything when I text message. But clearly. it's always pumped. I'm like I'm pumped because I'm just like I'm so excited. No, yeah. and be willing to work through the hard stuff. It makes a difference. Yeah. Um, it does make a difference. Uh, and and you know I think for us to laugh, have fun. Enjoy life. Um, Make efforts to be there for celebrating our friends. Oh. Their daughter just got engaged. We are so pumped and, and celebratory of that. Well, and when your mom passed, our our friends came. They were all over. It. They were they were there. It was it was so lovely. It was so lovely to have them there with us on one of the hardest things we've ever gone through. Yeah, and it's worth the effort. It's worth the time. It's worth the investment to pour into the people that you love, and they'll also pour back into you. Um, it is worth it. You know, one thing I love about being friends with someone, when it's real, Monette and I, we are hiking six days, no showers, and we made a decision at the very beginning of it to just laugh about it, to not complain, to not criticize, but even through the pain and the hard stuff, the blisters, the challenges, we made a decision before we went on that journey together that we were going to laugh and enjoy and just just enjoy it and talk to the Lord about it all and have fun together. That's the type of friendship I want to have in general, that when life is hard, that we can count it all joy together, that we can talk about hard stuff, but it's from a position of, of knowing that God's going to see us through and that, that we're in it together. Right. Yeah. Game changer. Yeah, I love it. I love it that people can accept who you are, what you're doing, and it may not even be what you like to do, but you're a part of it, and it's awesome. I took two of my like close friends to hike the Grand Canyon uh, two almost two years ago, which is crazy to think. And in hiking the canyon, it was so funny because the whole time, Justin's yelling at me, I hate this, I'll never do this again. And I'm thinking, yes, you will. I know you will. And, you know, he's called me since. And he's like, hey, let's go hike the Grand Canyon. And you're, and it's funny, um, the process of, of he did it because I was always on his case. You have to hike the Grand Canyon. Finally, he did it. And it wasn't necessarily the most enjoyable thing he's ever done before, but he was willing to, to do it. He was willing to go with me. And, uh, and that's, that's special to me. It means the world. So sometimes you may not be like adventurous enough, but try it, go somewhere with somebody with, you know, your close friend, try out what they're doing. If they are a part of the knitting club, go to the knitting club. If they love jujitsu, go to jujitsu. If, if they like some athletic thing, go to an athletic thing. If it's something of just drinking coffee and going somewhere, then go somewhere. If they've read a book and you think they love this book so much, you read the book and, and then just consult with them. Be like, Hey, you know, I read that book. It was good. I, I'm glad. I, I wasn't. You didn't tell me to read it, but I read it because you read it, and that was cool. And I, you know, and that stuff like that. That's what means the world.
to me. Friends. Friends. Make it happen. Be a good friend. Do the do's. Don't do the don'ts. Don't do those things. Self-examine. Be what you want to be in a friend. Make it happen. Yeah. Write the list down if you need to. It'll be helpful. Okay. We love you guys. Enjoy your friendships. See you soon.